This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Holy Spirit, the third person of the Holy Trinity, the third person of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oftentimes we focus so much on the Father, we focus so much on the Son, and we act like the Holy Spirit is an option. The Holy Spirit is not an option. He is a viable, valuable, equal part of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God for you. God with you and God in you. God Almighty. They're one in name, aim, and purpose. I can't bypass the Holy Spirit running after Jesus. I can't bypass the Holy Spirit running after God. They're equal parts of the Godhead, equal parts of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I use a funny example. I said, I can't keep running after Al. Hey, Al, how you doing? Did you eat and never talk to Jenny, his wife? There's a humongous problem. You see her eyebrows already went to the back of her head because she's not having it. Because the two are one. Likewise, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The three are one. One in name, aim, and purpose. God for you. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? Oh, good God Almighty. God with you. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It says, Fear not for I am with you. I am that I am. Whatever you need me to be, I am, and I am is with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Ooh, good God Almighty. My mama would say it this way. Precious Lord, take my hand. Glory, lead me on and help me to stand. And God in you. According to 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, the B portion of that scripture says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God for you, God with you, and God in you you. Listen to me. This is where we belong. I need you to get a revelation of the third person of the Holy Trinity. And of course, there's fruit of the Spirit, fruit of the Holy Spirit, and there are gifts of the Holy Spirit. All of that's about us. Listen to me. We got to know who he is. How many of us always want somebody that, that doesn't ever talk to us, never acknowledges us, and then when they need something, ring, hey, how you doing? Doesn't that where you are? I ain't heard from you since the last time you wanted something. Come on, we have to get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. He's not a viper. He's not a it. He's not a thing. He's not a concept. He is a person, the third person. 
person of the Holy Trinity. The Holy Spirit is the revealer. He is the one that gives us revelation. Holy Spirit is the revealer. He is the one who makes known, the one that brings things into view, the one that brings revelation, the one who brings displays of power, the one who imparts, the one who brings light. Let's get an understanding today. The Holy Spirit cannot and should not be overlooked. The Holy Spirit is not an option. If we just make the Holy Spirit tongues, did you know the Holy Spirit is not tongues? I remember when it was time for me to get baptized with the Holy Spirit, I was like, yeah, them tongues, yeah, that's not for me. Because they didn't explain it to me. They just start talking in a different language. I didn't understand it. I had been taught something differently. So when it came to tongues, I was like, yeah, I, I, I could do without it. Because to me, that was an option. If you reduce the Holy Spirit to just tongues, if you reduce the Holy Spirit to just having good church, you have reduced and you have eliminated, you've diminished his power to you. He is the revealer, and we can't overlook. He is our divine power source. Have you ever tried to solve a problem on your own? You start wearing yourself out, whereas I don't have to do it by myself. I'm never alone. I'm never alone. I'm never alone. I have the divine power source within. The Holy Spirit is the gateway to the miraculous. The Holy Spirit is a divine person. The Holy Spirit is the divine presence of God. The Holy Spirit has divine influence. The Holy Spirit has divine power. The Holy Spirit is the divine promise fulfilled. <laughs> Not only is God a promise giver, he's a promise keeper. And the Holy Spirit is the promise fulfilled. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives us revelation of the Holy Trinity and the proper response to the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God for us, God with us, and God in us. When the Holy Spirit illuminates our mind, floods the eyes of our understanding with light, gives us revelation, then automatically we shift into the right response. And that right response is worship. It's where I belong. The Holy Spirit is the restorer of the glory of God. Remember Moses, we talked about it on Wednesday. Go back to the podcast and listen to that sermon. Moses, who was raised in a palace, so he did not have a slave mindset. Because he didn't have a slave mindset, the slaves were like, Moses, you talk to God for us. We're not trying to talk to God like that. But because Moses was raised in a palace, he didn't have a slave mindset. He knew when he spoke, things happened. So he walked up bold talking about, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory? 
And the Lord was like, no, nah, no, nah, Moses, you can't handle that glory. I'll let you see the residue of the glory. I'll let my glory and my goodness pass you by. He hid Moses in the cleft of the rock and covered him up with his hand, which is another symbol or icon of the Holy Spirit. And when Moses saw the residue, the residual effect of his glory, Moses became illuminated and he began to glisten with glory. You ought to be glistening with glory. Not to bring attention to yourself, but so that you could be a world changer. Come on, the glory of the Lord has come upon you, not so that you can shout in church, but so that you can leave out of church and effectuate a change in your world. Come on and get a revelation. The glory has reference to the presence of God. We talked about the different icons or the different symbols or types or emblems of the Holy Spirit and the glory is one of them. If we go over to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, remember God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being or a speaking Spirit. Man is a spirit who lives in a body and he possesses a mind, will, emotion, imagination, and intellect. We're created and designed to operate just like God operates. So when we speak for things, things are supposed to happen. Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. Everything that you're supposed to see in your life, you have to first speak. Speak it, you speak it, and then you see it, and then you will see that it is good. The very next, uh, the very next uh, administration that God had with the man that he loved so much, he formed man. He was the only thing that God touched was the man because he loved man so much. Man created in God's image and his likening to have dominion, right? Then the next transaction, he put man in the garden of Eden, Eden is a natural place, but it's a spiritual place as well. It stands for it. It represents the captivating, mesmerizing presence of the Lord, seeing him face to face in all of his splendor and all of his majesty, seeing him high and lifted up, and his train fills the temple. When I'm in the presence of God, uh, uh, distractions have to be eliminated. His presence should be so captivating that I don't take my mind or my eyes off of him. Have you ever been driving down the road and you see something that catches your attention? Whatever turns your, the whole car starts, then you got to pull back. Come on! Whatever distracts you gets you off point. I'm supposed to live in his glory. I'm supposed to live in his mesmerizing, captivating presence so that nothing distracts me and gets me off the path to my supernatural divine destiny. So when I see God in all of his majesty and all of his splendor and all of his power, the proper response to it is worship. Remember the scripture said in Exodus, it said Moses hastened to fall down to the ground. He saw the the residue of God's glory. Not only was he illuminated, he fell straight to the ground to worship. 
Remember, the glory of God came in, and the priests were ministering. They were serving. And the glory cloud, there's an emblem of the Holy Spirit, was so thick that the priests could not stand to minister. They fell down doing what? Worshiping. Remember Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. While they were talking, Jesus transfigured before him, which means to change in form. Your appearance has a distinct change. So much so, they saw the glory of God, they fell face down doing what? Worshiping. When you spend spend time in the presence of the Lord, your countenance should change. When you spend time in the presence of the Lord, you should not come out of the glory looking and acting like the Grinch. You should come out looking like the Christ. The proper response to his mesmerizing, captivating presence is praise and worship. Your praise and worship will change the conditions. Your praise and worship will change the situation and the circumstances. Your praise and worship will change the atmosphere or the environment. Listen to me. In the right environment, in the right atmosphere, listen, resurrection power is released. Something was dead must live again. Dead marriages will come back to life and thrive again. Resurgence power is released. You get your second win again. This is the thing. The devil loves tired people. You know why we get so tired? Because we're trying to do it all on our own instead of being in the presence of the Lord. Listen to me. I don't care how tired you get, let a Rottweiler come. You're going to get some step in your pep in your step from some. Likewise. In the presence of the mesmerizing, captivating, divine presence of God revealed by the person of the Holy Spirit, regardless of how tired I was, resurgence power is released. Refreshing power is released. I I get a do-over. I get a, a new start, a fresh start. I clear the clutter of my brain, and now I take on the mind of Christ. Now I'm free from worry. I'm free from anxiety. I'm free from panic. Am I making myself clear to anybody? It's all by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. The same one that we tried to make an option This is why we're having situations and circumstances in our lives because we've just made him an option. We figure we can pick and choose and we'll pick him up when we want to and lay him back down when we want to. No, he is a viable part of the Holy Trinity. Now, let let me make this very, very clear to you. We don't always feel like getting in his presence. More times than not, we feel like complaining. We feel like getting back. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. We feel like pulling the cover over our heads. But let me, let me make this very, very clear to you. Your feelings don't have an IQ. Your feelings don't have an intelligence quotient. 
Sometimes we feel like a nut. Sometimes we don't. So I cannot trust my feelings. I have to trust the Holy Spirit more than I trust my feelings. Get a revelation. God never panics. (laughs) Get a revelation. I don't care what we're facing. God never panics. And because of the person of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to panic either. God never fails. God for us, God with us, and God in us. It's the Holy Spirit who helps us to maintain a Godward direction, a Godward direction, a a vertical praise, a vertical worship. The songwriters started talking about God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want him until he was going through something. Then he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. What? For thou art with me. He took his eyes off of the situation and the circumstance, and his focus was Godward. If our focus is not Godward, we will become wayward. If our focus is not Godward, we will go backward. But I need you to get a revelation of the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. When we yield to the person of the Holy Spirit in the glory of God, which is where I belong, the Holy Spirit moves us forward, 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 forward. So you have to listen and you have to respond appropriately. You should be so captivated that you're not distracted because distraction equals subtraction. I gotta abide in the presence of God. How do I do that? I bring God's mesmerizing, weighty, Shekinah glory presence on the scene when I praise, when I worship, in spite of how I feel. In spite of what it looks like, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises will continually be in my mouth. Then I see him in all of his splendor and all of his majesty and all of his glory. I see him as if I'm looking in a mirror. I'm captivated with his presence. God in me, the hope of glory. That's where I belong. We got to seek. Then we got to soak in that worship. Listen, we got to marinate in that worship. You don't just get up because your knees got tired. You don't just get up because you don't want people to think anything about you. You don't get, get up because you've been down there too long. You soak in that worship. Listen, if you get up from your worship and your, and your perception, your mindset hasn't changed, you didn't soak long enough. We got to soak in the worship. When we do that, inevitably, we will soar. Seek, soak, and soar. 
our praise and our worship activates the promise. Well, who is the promise? The person of the Holy Spirit. He's the promise fulfilled. When I praise and when I worship, it stimulates the Holy Spirit. It caused the Holy Spirit to come on it. It triggers something in a supernatural. It turns something on in my, it arouses newness and resurgence in my life. And the Holy Spirit is mobilized because the Holy Spirit is always moving. Remember, he didn't just show up in Acts, the book of Acts. He was in the book of Genesis. And the Spirit of God was moving and hovering or mobilized around the face of the water. The Holy Spirit is the person that gives us revelation. He is the revealer. And when he reveals the divine God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God for us, God with us and God in us, I can't help but to respond appropriately. And as a result, I should be glistening with glory. Not just to be glistening, but so that I can change my world. The devil wants you to think that you can't change the world. Oh, yes, you can. You individually can change the world and you collectively or corporately we can change our world if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way then will I hear from heaven I'll forgive their sins and do what heal see how the devil is a bald-faced lie See how the devil is a bald-faced lie made you think that your prayer can't change? No, your prayer does work. Your worship does work. Your adoration does work. You ought to be a world changer. Oh, hallelujah to the most high God. Now, there are emblems or symbols or icons or types of the Holy Spirit to help you to understand the third person of the Godhead, the one that we brush aside and act like an option. He is found all through all of the 66 books of the Bible. Some of the emblems are dew and rain and water and oil and fire and the anointing. Don't we like to throw church terms around without any revelation behind? I know I was anointed. What is anointing? The Holy Spirit. Spirit is the anointing. He, his emblem is a dove, the emblem of the wine, the wind, the breath, the ruach. Remember, Adam met God in the ruach, in the spirit of the cool of the day. He was used to it. Whenever he got there, God was already there waiting for him. Whenever Adam showed up, God was already there waiting for him. Whenever Adam showed up, God was already there waiting. God is waiting for you to show up in the spirit realm. And listen, when you don't show up, he misses his time with you. How dare us give Facebook more time? and Instagram, and YouTube, and podcasts, and washing cars, and selling chicken dinners, and doing all of these things, and not just being in his presence, not just when we want something, because, oh, God, we know how to fill that altar when we want something, and let them tears pull at the bottom of our chin when we want something, but I need to just show up in the Ruach. 
show up in his captivating, mesmerizing presence. Said, Lord, I'm not asking you for anything. I just love you. I just worship you. I just adore you. I just give you thanks. You're great and you're greatly to be praised. Let us not get in the practice of calling him when we want something. Because we've all been there before. People don't much say, how you doing? Happy birthday, happy Mother's Day or nothing. But as soon as they want something, hey, how you doing? We don't want to do that to God. His praises just ought to continually be in our mouth. Wind, breath, ruach, cloud, glory, and light. The light of his radiance. Like this bright, like the shining sun. Psalm number 148, one of my favorite passages of scriptures. I can actually quote 148, 149, and 150 all straight through. This is one of the scriptures that I, I was um, speaking forth when I went to the zoo. And y'all were laughing at me because the angels were, I mean, the animals were praising the Lord. Laugh if you want to. Because my worship works. My adoration works. My prayer works. And it's the God's honest truth. When I was out there worshiping the Lord, the animals at the zoo started worshiping. When have you seen zebras run? On TV? No, I'm talking about right in front of you, in the zoo. The rhinoceros. I ain't never seen a rhinoceros. The rhinoceros was one. Listen to me. The birds were getting up. They, the, I'm telling that one bird I'm trying to leave out of the zoo. I'm still praising the Lord. I'm walking all through the zoo praising the Lord. And that bird, I'm right at the exit where I'm going out. Bird ain't said nothing all day. I've been at the zoo all day. Now I'm exiting the zoo. The bird says, woo, 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 woo. And I thought about it. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, woo, 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 woo. I thank God. I thank God. I Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise ye him in the heights. Praise ye him all his angels. Praise him all his hosts. Praise him sun and moon. Praise him ye stars of light. Praise him ye heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree that shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth ye dragon and all deeps fire and hail and snow and vapors, stormy winds fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maiden, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and the heaven. He has also exalted the the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise. Ye, the Lord, praises what I do and praises who I am. When I praise the Lord, it brings his majesty, his splendor.
splendor, his preeminence on the scene. And that's where I belong. Come on, would you lift up your hand and praise the Lord. Open up your mouth and off. Offer him a sacrifice of, offer him a sacrifice of thanksgiving. I see the cloud and I run in. I want to see your glory like Moses did. When I see the glory of God, the most accurate response is praise ye the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise will. Oh, yes, it will. Instead of complaining, I will praise the Lord. Instead of crying and pulling a sheet over my head, I will praise the Lord. Because indeed he is worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Of all our praise. Would you come back on Worship Wednesday and let me take you. Let me take you a little bit further. With your worship. With your adoration. And with your thanksgiving. Come on and get a revelation. He's worthy of worship. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Listen to me. Don't let the don't let that little bird out praise you. Woo! 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 Come on, everybody, and praise ye. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.